Welcome to Found in Prague. Welcome back, everybody, to Found in Prague. We're excited to be here, uh, and today we're actually talking about life in Prague. So those who are on this podcast today all have lived in Prague or currently live in Prague. And we actually have a special guest with us today. This is Jer Mobley. He is joining us. Jer, you currently live in the U.S., yes, correct? Yes, yeah. But you lived in Prague for 13 years. Yeah. For 13 years. Wow. So a good chunk of your life. Good, very good chunk of very my life. Very good chunk yeah. of your yeah. life. Yeah. yeah. So uh, we're all going to just kind of share a little bit of like how we ended up living in Prague. Uh, again, we each have kind of a different story, very different of how we ended up living here or previously living here, as Jared just said. So, um, Jared, would you actually just start us off ah, today? Sure. With yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, I moved here when I was six, so that was in 2008. Uh, but we, you know, I wasn't really involved in the decision to move here. That's fair. <laughs> uh, my parents had met on the mission field, so uh, they had been thinking about going back on the mission field at some point. Um, so they lived in Houston for 12 years and then they decided that they wanted to go on the mission field again. Um, and my dad wanted to go to a post-communist country specifically. So we looked at Russia, we looked at Ukraine, and we looked at the Czech Republic. Um, and my dad and my mom both found really good job opportunities in the Czech Republic and places that they could serve. So everything just kind of lined up for here. So Wow. Yeah. Do you actually like remember moving um, I remember bits and pieces, not enough to like, you know, piece together the whole experience. But I remember packing up uh, parts of packing up. I remember visiting here, um, and then I remember living here, but not really much of the in between. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, like this is your home. Yeah. It's just practically my home. Yeah. yeah. Wow, Sean. I believe I moved here about 13 years ago-ish. Um, and, of course, I didn't have a say in it also. <laughs> I was too young. And I was used to moving anyway because uh, my family uh, moved away from Uzbekistan when I was 10. And we thought it was a summer vacation, but we just never went back. <laughs> and then after three years, what happened was we're like, we, our family were also deciding, like, where should we go? And then we packed our stuff the second year we lived in Korea. And it took them an entire year to decide where to go. <laughs> so we lived in Fair it. enough. I mean, that's a, you know, <clears throat> it's a big decision to decide where you're going. Exactly. And then after we moved here, um, it was a huge difference for me as, um, I barely spoke English, barely spoke Korean, and now I had to learn Czech. I think that was the biggest part that I think was difficult about moving to Prague is that the culture here was very different from Korea or Uzbekistan that I was lived in. 
and they were friendly yes but at the same time if you didn't speak czech the moment they know that you don't speak czech that was a they you know visibly that their attitude is going to change 180 degrees in front of you without even like a hint of shame <laughs> and did you did you like go to czech school when you first moved here oh yeah for so three you, months okay and yeah. how old were you again 13, 13 i believe 12, 12 wow 13. so just everything was in czech all of a sudden and you didn't know yeah. the language or the culture and you just went to school that's pretty mm-hmm. difficult for a lot of kids especially that they didn't have any education or their parents don't speak czech but they're placed in a czech school somehow and my brother also had to go through that so it's not something fun especially for kids yeah i i knew a family um that had just moved from the u.s to germany and their son was 15 at the time and he couldn't get into an international school for some reason that year and so he went to a german school but didn't speak any german at all so Mm. he would be in school all day and then like in listening in german trying to understand would come home with his homework in german and he would google translate all his homework into English, do his homework, translate it back into German, and then go back to school. He learned German really, really quickly. (laughs) Um, I think he was like pretty fluent, pretty fast, but I can't imagine. And his parents were saints. They just helped him through all of it, but I can't imagine that must have been really hard (laughs) to to kind of do that like that. I think the age that is the most uh, pivotal mm. and most difficult is the age between 12 or, or 10 where you actually decide what language you want to form your identity in. So in that way, um, if you can move somewhere like and stick to some place, I would strongly, you know, any parents who's listening to this, <laughs> if possible, or kids, suggest to their parents can we stick for a few more years for this exact situation when I'm this age group? Because that really helps. My sister speaks, still speaks Russian because she spoke Russian until she was 13. And I don't speak Russian. And I miss speaking Russian. So um, that's losing language is also a big part when you're moving. Yeah, I, I mean... My situation was simultaneously very similar and completely different because I was placed into Czech kindergarten, um, which meant I had a I had a chance to pick up the language at a very young age. So I can't I can't even imagine what it would be like to just be put into a language you don't know in in middle school, <laughs> especially. Yeah. Yeah. That would be crazy. So were you in Czech school for a while then? Yeah, I stayed in Czech school or different Czech schools, but I stayed in a Czech, the Czech education system for um, four years, then I took a year break, and then another two years after that. So okay. total of six years in Czech school. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> so wow. half of my education at this point was in Czech. Okay. Wow. So that's that's different, I think, for, for Alex. Alex, when did you move here? How did you end up moving to Prague? Yeah, I wasn't at school. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't my parents, but 
yeah, I mean, th- there is a pre-story to how I ended up being in Prague. Um, it's a very fun one. Um, we were both working in the same company, me and my wife. And the day, one day before we got married officially, uh, we, when we signed the papers, actually, one day before we signed the papers, um, because there are two parts for when you're getting married, it's a church and, and just signing the papers. Um, so one day before that, uh, they announced that they are closing the office and basically we are, both of us are out of the job. Um, so that was fun. But then, uh, and, and we went for the honeymoon, um, and then we didn't know, uh, like, what will be our life after that. And when we came back, uh, they announced that they will be proposing some of the people to get relocated, uh, some US, some Czech Republic, some other European countries. So, um, but it was only, like, me, she didn't get any offer, uh, so... Um, I was relocated here by the company I was working at at that time. And yeah, so like it was, I think, three or four months after we just got married. Um, and yeah, that was uh, basically all our, pretty much all our married life we were living here in Prague. Wow. Talk about big changes back to back. <laughs> yes. Like let's, you know, start our new lives together and then three months later yeah move countries yeah and at some at some point it was kind of easier for us because we didn't have um a lot of people from the place we were working they had um you know mortgages they had Mm. uh i don't know cars lawns like kids in schools and stuff like that and we did not have that so um we were more fortunate than them we had less to hold on hold to Mm. uh, like people of course but besides that we're not we were not very tied up to the place like specific place so uh, it it was a bit easier for us also the fact that uh, back then it was the year uh, when uh, the conflict between uh, Russia and US started and it was a big uncertainty um, on what the future will be and we just thought uh, that it it might be nicer to have an option rather than not to have because everything in Russia since then was just leading to closing everything and basically becoming back Soviet Union kind of so um, yeah Wow. It was a hard decision, but on the other hand, it wasn't very hard in terms of what we had to like leave there. Hmm. Wow. And you've just been here ever since. Yes. I'm glad that you're here. I'm <laughs> glad that I met you. Like this is just like fun to hear these stories. I'm just like, how did we all end up in Prague? It's just wild. Amy, I met you. Um, you were doing an outreach here. So I met you before you ended up moving here. But do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Yes. So I was serving with Youth with a Mission, which is the um, international missions organization that Miranda and I both work with. And I was in Australia and I was doing an outreach here and met Miranda. And we were here for about three weeks just doing different ministry with them around Prague. And then before I left Australia, the 
base leader, the guy that was kind of in charge of that um, area, asked if I would consider joining the team because he was in contact with Miranda and... Um, I guess Miranda thought I was super cool and wanted me to come back. So <laughs> that was totally what I told him. Yep. I was like, yo, you got to send that, that girl over to the Czech Republic. She's pretty cool. Yeah. So anyway, I went home for a couple months and then I moved here and it's been a little over two years now that I've been serving with YWAM and um, in here in Prague. So yeah, that's how I ended up here. It's weird. It feels like it's been so much longer than that. Mm. It definitely does. Yeah. I thought you were here for like five (laughs) years already. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, man. Mine is kind of similar to Amy's of how I ended up here. I was also at the same uh, YWAM base in Australia. And the leader there had asked me if I would consider being part of a a team that was going to pioneer a new YWAM base somewhere in Europe. I, I didn't know where in Europe at the time. And my first reaction to him was like, what like i'm moving to africa (laughs) only that was in my head i didn't say that to his face and he had come back to me maybe like a week or two later and was like hey have you thought or prayed about that at all and i was like no i didn't and he's like i really think you should so i ended up yeah just taking some time and i prayed about it and i really just got excited for what was happening in europe what god was doing in europe And so I was part of this team that was coming and through a different series of um, connecting with people and prayer, we ended up deciding to come to the Czech Republic. Um, We had some contacts here. And so, yeah, I came over with a group of five girls. That was very interesting. We lived in a one bedroom flat (laughs) for the first three months. I slept on a mattress in a kitchen floor for (laughs) a while with another girl that was sleeping on the kitchen floor. Um, But yeah, I had only planned on coming here for two years and it has now been like four, a little over four years. So yeah. Time just is flying, but not nearly as long as you guys. So, (laughs) don't worry about it. It will come. It will come. It will come. It will come. Yep. definitely remember when I when I first moved here I was the classic American that smiles and says hi to everyone and I got some pretty wacky looks on the tram of like (laughs) what is this girl doing like smiling and waving at me and saying you know dobri den hello just like some there I quickly learned that that is not what you should do on the tram. <laughs> <laughs> we, we could have probably told you that. <laughs> it takes time, you know, yeah. to, to learn. That's something that's weird whenever I go back to the States is everybody's talking so, to me. Yeah. Or like people will ask me questions. Yes. I, I was talking to one of my Czech friends earlier. Um, and he said, uh, if I went to the States and we were like speaking Czech uh, as we were walking down the street, 
would would people like give us looks or something? I'd say no. They'd probably come up and say, "So where are you guys from? What are you guys doing here? How long have you been here?" That's so. <laughs> Start <cute>. talking to us <laughs> about, uh, yeah, what's what we're doing there. Yeah. Because hearing a foreign language in the middle of Southwest Ohio is not really <laughs> that common. common. Yeah, I know. I had I have a friend that um, grew up here but then moved to the States and she was telling me, she's like, it's so weird. People try to have a conversation with you in the bathroom. And like, why? They're like, hi, how are you? How's your mm-hmm. day? And she's like, mm-hmm. uh, what? And you won't believe it until you, until you experience it. Yeah. <laughs> the, the main question for me, are they really trying to make a conversation with you or just making like polite? Because... That, that was my first mistake when I met American missionaries back in when I was living in Russia. They will ask, how, how, are, how you? are you? And they're not expecting you to yeah. like really <laughs> yeah, tell, yeah. How, tell, like, tell all the story of your life. And, you know, and it, it was completely different in Russia. Like if somebody really asks you, how are you? They really want to know like you your story. Right. So yeah, yeah. It's, it's a question like, is it, is it yeah. really in the yeah. US they are expecting? The we, we have to we kind of have to explain to Czechs that when somebody says, how are you? That's more of just a greeting than, it, than actually them asking, because it's the same thing. They'll they'll start going through their day and it's like, well, you know, I kind of had a bad day. Uh, you know, I, I just got fired and, and the, the American will start like backing away. Like, Oh, I wasn't actually wanting to know all that, but, um, uh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's a little strange. Um, but they are in some cases they're being polite to answer your question. In some cases, I think Americans are more just generally curious about the outside world. Just because of how big America is, they don't really go on vacation to Europe. They they go on vacation to America, <laughs> to other states in America. <laughs> so, no, I definitely have had. You know, I, I think the longer you live somewhere, the more you slow, like you slowly adapt or pick up certain things. And I think that, of course, when you move somewhere new to a certain extent, you might have some sort of cultural differences or um, cultural shock. But I have noticed the times that I've gone back to America, I've I've been had like reverse culture shock mm-hmm. multiple mm-hmm. times of just like, yeah, why? Like, why is everybody talking to me on the street? Or just like, <laughs> I yeah, or I will, if somebody asks me how I'm doing, like, I will just tell you like how I'm doing, like, how is my day? And people, yeah, will give me weird looks. So it is interesting how you start to kind of adapt to your surroundings and kind of subconsciously, but also sometimes intentionally pick up how, like, pick up the culture or how you operate. And I was just curious, like, do you, like, how much do you guys think is a subconscious, like, adaptation and how much is, like, you intentionally realize this is how the culture is and I want to like fit in. And so you kind of adapt in that way. I mean, it might be different for Sean and Jared just cause you guys grew up here. Yeah. But I don't know. We consciously, I mean, actually subconsciously we make adjustments where we would go actually. And we become kind of experts because we grew up in that and we travel back and forth. Right. Mm-hmm. You know? Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So when I go to Korea, I subconsciously now care about people's glazes. 
because like I subconsciously notice people's looks and how people look at everyone. You know, here I don't care. I really don't care. Like my body's relaxed, everything's you know there, and I don't need to worry wherever I go about people's looks. But when I go to Korea, the moment I get off the plane, I'm hearing things that are announcements that are uh, usually here. They won't give you announcements. Uh, a lot of people's like questions or just glazes, just like facial expressions, will be something like more apparent and more noticeable than here. So, and each time I go to Korea, I realize how tense I am the entire time. And you know that has been always. When I come back, I feel so ho- so at home because <laughs> of it. You know. Yeah, that's that's one thing. As growing up as like a an MK or an and a TCK or missionary kid and third culture kid, I'm sure you experience this too. Is it's kind of if it feels wrong, but every time you go back to what's supposed to be your home country, that's where you get the culture shock and not where you're living. And so. Mm-hmm. You know, whenever I go back to the States, I would um, I would have people ask me, like, what do you prefer? Do you prefer Czech Republic or America? Or, you know, how does it feel to be back home? I'm like, this this isn't home. (laughs) This is the weird place to me. I mean, I speak your language and I'm supposed to be from here, but I don't understand you guys. (laughs) I don't understand your culture. I don't understand, you know, how I'm supposed to fit into that. And so that was more difficult than actually living here because this is where I grew up. Mm-hmm. And doesn't it feel, for me, it feels weird to speak Korean all day, every day mm. in Korea. <laughs> <laughs> I want to speak English, you know. Yeah. <laughs> lo- yeah. And I sometimes like say things in English uh, and purposely just speak English with my siblings when I go to Korea. Just because the privacy aspect is so nice, you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Here, Definitely, you know just that. Here, speaking English is, you know, you can keep your conversations private. Not in the States. Uh, everybody can hear and understand what you're saying in the States. See, I always assume that there's somebody that understands what yeah. I'm saying. When yeah. I'm on the train or something, like I'm here, I'm like, if I'm speaking in English, I always assume that there's at least probably one person, probably mm-hmm. more, that that knows what I'm saying right now. So I never, I never assume that my conversation is private. Yeah. I also got the like reverse culture shock when I went back to Canada, I think the first time, like since being here, because I'm so used, I don't understand Czech. I have a very hard time learning the language. And so I naturally just like kind of tune out the conversations going on around me. And so then when I was home and I think I was like standing in, I don't know, a shopping center somewhere. And I would like, like oh my gosh someone's talking in English and I was like wait a second I'm in Canada everyone's talking in English (laughs) you know and so then I'd come back here because I'll do the same thing on the train like I'll listen and if all of a sudden someone starts speaking English like you kind of perk up a little bit you're like wait a second I understand what they're saying and then yeah I just remember telling my dad that he was like what what are you talking about everyone speaks English here I'm like right in Canada (laughs) same thing kind of happens both ways for me every time I come back here and I start hearing Czech again I'm like wow I've missed this. <laughs> I, missed, yes. I missed hearing and seeing Czech, but yes, yeah. yeah. The tuning out—that's what I do at work. Um, it's because at work, it's really, at least for me, it's really important to concentrate on what I'm doing. So, like, I'm really regretting not still 
I, I didn't learn the Czech very well. Like I understand some things. I don't speak, but I understand most of the things. But it's still still really not that deep for me. So I can tune out the conversations so I can concentrate on things. And that's like one reason <laughs> I'm telling myself that I didn't learn it yet. Because when I learn it, I will understand it and I won't be able You'll to turn it. Yeah, I'll, I'll just be distracted. Yeah. <laughs> that, that is a, a really interesting excuse. It's, um, <laughs> it's more of a joke, of course. No, it's, that's not using. an excuse. Yeah. And, and the other thing, I, I'll actually, um, sometimes I catch myself that I would really prefer speak Russian because doing the translation in my head all the time, mm. even though it will be weird right now because it's been probably five years, but we also speak Russian at home with my wife, right? So I do use the language, but just outside and just, for example, here on a podcast, right? Mm -hmm. to, to express some of my uh, thoughts, I have to translate a lot of things mm -hmm. because my vocabulary is not really great. Uh, like I can't explain some of the things. So it, it gets a bit complicated also, especially in the topics that you're not really talking mm -hmm. every day about. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So sometimes expressing yourself freely in your native language is what I miss for sure. Yeah. yeah. It's not all the time, but sometimes I'm really like, oh, I wish I could just say it in Russian. So yeah. I, yeah, I do the same thing. I mean, I'm technically fluent. I would say I'm at probably at like a C1 level, but because I've spent more time speaking English since I went to CISP, the international school here. Um, and I started speaking English more often than I was speaking Czech. I kind of have to m make up roundabout ways to say what I want to say in yes. Czech because I, I'm losing, I lose the vocabulary just a little bit. Yeah. And so, you know, you can't think of a word and that happens in, in, in your native language, but sure. it happens more often. So. I think one of the interesting things that some people can relate um, is that the language part is so funny is like when I get into conversations with my brother, what happens like I start off in Korean, you know, just normal conversation. And then I get heated up and starts debating. And to a certain level, I there comes a switch when I turn uh, change my language to English. Mm -hmm. And he immediately knows that I'm being serious from that point on. It's <laughs> like game on, you know. Let's <laughs> get serious, like jack oh, it off, you know. <laughs> so, and the thing is, like, I didn't realize that until my brother pointed out, like, a few years ago, that I've been doing this, like, since very young childhood, actually. Uh, when I went to Korea first, like, in a conversation, I was mixing. Korean, Czech, and English. Oh, no, Korean, uh, Russian, and English mm -hmm. in one sentence. Mm -hmm. And I was just doing that fluently. And then coming here, uh, I lost everything. And then learning Korean and English at the same time, going to both language schools, actually. Uh, Korean schools on Fridays was something that was really interesting for me. We're still getting the importance of your identity. Uh, as a Korean uh, so yeah so like that switch like suddenly like maybe that's something that is very fascinating that I realized for a lot of the TCKs mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. we uh, we call it checklish when, when we speak in mostly English. one language but occasionally we'll say words in other languages yeah like, can you get me the, the, the penal? Yeah. The yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know. It's funny because I'm in oh, yeah. no way fluent in Czech. 
like in no way, but there are certain contexts that I can talk to somebody in. And I can so relate to you, Jared, of just having like certain moments where you find a roundabout way to say something. <laughs> yep. Like there's so many moments. Um, I, I, I would say that kind of my, my experience of learning Czech has been, I think I progressed really quickly at the beginning when I first moved here and I learned and retained a lot. Um, and I had a lot of people say like, wow, like you, you're doing like a really good job like learning Czech and your pronunciation is, is pretty decent. But then I like plateaued after like year two and I've kind of just been in like the same spot for a really long time speaking Czech. But it has been really interesting to try and yeah, think up. But I, I remember when I first started learning Czech, having moments of formulating sentences in my head and like thinking like, okay, this is what I'm going to say and practicing it over and over and over <laughs> again in my head of like, okay, I'm going to say, you know, hi. I need a ticket, you know, and I'm saying it in my head over and over again in check. And I get to the counter and I'll say it like super confidently. They'll look at me, they'll give me the ticket. And then I like walked away and was like, oh my gosh, I just said, can I have like a pizza or something? No, I don't know. Like something that was totally not the thing that I was asking yeah. for, but they just knew what I was trying to say. And tickets, tickets especially. <laughs> There's three different words for tickets yeah. that I know of. There's stupenki, which is entrance tickets mm -hmm. to like events. There's yizdenki, which are transportation, transportation. tickets. And, and then letenki. Oh, yeah. For, for flights, and I guess Lieske as well. Lieske. I get those mixed up all the time. I said, can I have a Yizdenka a, a, a travel ticket at a movie theater once? And the guy looked at me and he was like, you mean a Stupenka? Yeah, yeah. No, that's yeah, what I meant. That's, that's the one. Well, I did, um, my favorite thing that I think I've done in Czech so far is at the place that I'm living at, we have, you know, two bins for our rubbish one is the trash you know the trash and then the other is the the bio bin the you know where we put all the grass and whatnot and we needed to renew the stickers that are on them for the new year so that when the trucks come by they'll pick up you know the bins and so i knew that i needed to go to the miesto urad to like the the town hall and i was told to go there and you know just ask for a new sticker so I go there and I'm having this conversation with the lady and I tell her you know my address and um you know that I needed the the the, the bio bin and the trash so she she got me the trash one and that worked out great and she's looking on there she's like I don't see that like you're signed up for the the bio bin like why don't you go home and see what size you have at least this is what I think she's saying mm -hmm. and see what size you have and then come back and tell me and I was like okay so I leave and I come back you know like the next week or something and so I tell her you know the size and she gives me the sticker I pay the fee and I had written down my phone number and then she's telling me something like they'll call me and I was like they'll call me who is they and why are they calling me like I have my sticker and I'm like whatever I have the sticker that's all that I need right so I left well about a few days later I was in a meeting with my dear friend Amy over here and I got a call from a random number I was like I don't know who this is and I was like eh 
it's fine. Like, I'll just not answer it. And then we go downstairs outside and our other housemates like, uh, Miranda, why is there another bio bin outside? And I was like, oh my gosh, somehow I agreed to a second bio bin. Now we have two bins <laughs> and like, I have no idea how, but I just didn't know what she was saying. And I just yeah. guessed, you know, what she was saying the entire time. But anyways, that's, you know, that's the joys of learning to do life in another country is in a different language. You understand about like, you know, 5% and the other 95% you make up what you think they're saying mm -hmm. and then mm -hmm. try to <laughs> go from there. At least that's what I've done on multiple occasions, I believe. That was pretty funny. And to this day, we still have the extra bio bin. And I need to actually go figure out how to take it back. <laughs> yeah, I really don't know the language at all. I like to say in my defense, you know, I, was only, I wasn't even here for a full year before we went into lockdown. But I feel mm -hmm. like I was much more like active on trying to learn at the beginning. So I know how to say hello and thank you, goodbye, you know, all your pleasantries. But if I started to try and guess what else they were saying then they would keep asking me questions and I was like, I don't know, like if I pretend to know some Czech, then they're going to talk to me in Czech and then I have to finally admit that I actually don't understand anything and then I feel bad that I wasted their time. So mm. most of the time I'll just be like, uh-huh, and then like walk away. <laughs> so Miranda is my uh, my <laughs> translator most of the time and I bring her along like, what did they say in Czech? You know, can you translate this for me? And then they understand that I don't understand. My dad avoids that problem by always entering a conversation by saying, hi, my check is really bad. And then starting That's, the conversation. I, do, <laughs> I start with that often. I'm like, I'm so sorry. I'm learning check, like in yeah. check, you know, I'm like, and then yeah. they're like, oh, okay. Oh, your check's really good. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I actually got a free Starbucks one time from uh, this really nice lady. I ordered in check and she was like, where are you from? And I was like, oh, I'm from America. And she's like, wow, your check is amazing. I'm just going to give you a free drink. You're doing awesome. I was like, wow, thank okay. you. <laughs> All right. All righty. So I just need to learn how to order and start yes, Starbucks yes, in yes. check. Got it. Yeah. Maybe I can, you know, share something horror, horror stories about Czech language. Uh-oh. Um, one time my parents were trying to get a, you know, car ticket, you know, for the year. Parking ticket something, you know. That yeah. you have to put in your cars yeah. for the sticker. Yeah. Yeah. That for the you blue have zone, a, it's where you yeah. can park your car. Or also the highway. To oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so yes. you know, yes. it was supposed to be simple, you know. Um, it's supposed, you know, <laughs> supposed to be simple. Supposed Famous to be simple, last right? The problem was uh, my mom, me, and my dad went to go get the tickets. Uh, but my trick is really bad. My mom is okay he's probably the same level as miranda actually um she's okay she speaks russian so she uh, and the thing is she go we go up and we try to engage in english uh she shuts us off like she's like nope bring a czech translator and we try to speak czech they're like you're not good enough stop talking they're <laughs> 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 like you speak russian and she's like I do a little bit, but this is not a place for Russian. <laughs> <laughs> Check bureaucracy, everyone. <laughs> and then, then the thing is like, we're like, but you understand the ticket. Exactly. You know, the, we know the words, you know, just give us the tickets. <laughs> you know, it's, we have the documents, mm -hmm. you know, for mm -hmm. this year. 
just we're handing the document. She's like, no, <laughs> no, come back with a Czech translator in Czech. And we understand that part. And he's like, keep on pushing us away. We come back later and she's still pushing us away. So eventually we had to call our uh, siblings, my older sister and younger brother uh, to come. And the moment they come right before the end time, their face completely changed and everything was done in less than a minute. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. In less than a minute. That's the thing. What they just didn't, they barely didn't any ask anything to our um, my our siblings. They were just like, "Oh, this is the correct things." Like that's what they said in Czech. And my sister and brother were like, "Yeah, that's the correct things, and <laughs> we just want this. Can you give mm -hmm. it to us in mm -hmm. like fluent Czech?" And they're like, "Okay, and here it is, and that's it." It's mind blowing sometimes how some so many like government workers like in embassies also or some places like that some they're not even old people they're like in their 30s or 40s <laughs> that are so stubborn to not even try mm -hmm. to speak to non-fluent people so it's just uh there's some heartbreaks that you face in that sense yeah I check bureaucracy i think is just all about that if you speak the language then they'll be nice to you if you don't then you know at, at best they'll regrettably help you and at worst they'll just refuse <laughs> exactly, yeah. i i've been applying for czech citizenship and i have i have temporary citizenship right now so i am uh on the way of becoming an official czech citizen but nice. dealing with the um the the town hall and the people there at the beginning they're very closed off but i had my czech slash german teacher with me and you know she's fluent in czech because she grew up she she was born here and she also um miss malachka you know her oh yeah yeah and uh Name but she over here. <laughs> <laughs> uh but she's also really a really confident person and so I think that is how I was able to do anything there because I would have gone in there and said, yeah, I want Czech citizenship. And then they'd refuse me, even though I, I speak fluently, but I'm not uh, insistent enough, I guess. So, oh, <laughs> um, I thought you were fluent. So I, yeah, I thought I'm, it wouldn't be that. See, I, I'm fluent, but uh, my talking is occasionally stilted, especially around like legal and professional level speech because uh -huh. i i went to czech school that doesn't mean i dealt with czech government systems and so that's a completely different vocabulary and way of talking yeah but yeah so i think if i didn't have a a fluent czech uh, fluent confident czech speaker with me we wouldn't have gotten through to the lady at all. <laughs> yeah i think it's really interesting because i definitely have experienced like both sides of kind of what you guys are talking about just like um, especially in legal, the legal things. But I've also experienced so many people who are like, thank you so much for like trying to like learn. Like, thank you for actually like trying to like attempt Czech. Because <laughs> so many people know like Czech, Czech is a, is a pretty difficult language, I would say. Um, maybe it, it also probably depends on what language you're learning it from. But um, I think, yeah. I've had some some checks go, wow, like, why, why, why are you trying to learn that? It's hard. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I know, uh, but I finally have the so we're good. <laughs> <laughs>
No. My favorite situations are when we're trying to do something with visas and you're we're on the phone and I'm sitting next to you with Google Translate and you're like, okay, what's the word for like the month of June? And I'm like Googling it while you're talking to the lady on the phone. <laughs> I'm looking for an appointment. Or when you do your English words, but like you try to say it in a Czech accent. Yeah. So that maybe <laughs> all like a point month or something. If like. all else fails and you don't know the word in Czech, you just say it in English with a Czech accent and maybe it'll be this the right word. Just maybe. But the, surprisingly, many words in it Czech are just sometimes. English it words is. that just they just took. Oreo. Like, you know, Oreo. Yeah. There you go. That's it. <laughs> Gouch is couch. Yeah. Very useful with documents. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm... Uh, yeah, there's there's always Czech alternatives, but I'm always surprised at how even younger people just say everything in English, quote unquote, mm -hmm. but with a Czech accent. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So my parents I find that Sorry. very funny. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. 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 Sorry, Echo. <laughs> yeah, no, so, so the, it is true that I sometimes, if I'm like, I don't know this word in Czech, I'll just try it in English, but in a Czech accent. And sometimes it works. <laughs> Not all the time, but I am forever. I have this issue that so I am I have dyslexia to a certain a certain point. And so spelling in English is really difficult for me because it's completely non phonetic and makes absolutely no sense. I hate the English language for this, <laughs> but Czech is super phonetic. So once you know the alphabet, you can sound out anything and it's exactly how you hear it. And so I love that about the Czech language. And so my issue is, though, that I sometimes now sound out English words in Czech. And so, like, I was writing my grocery list one day and I was writing yogurt and I wrote it out, like, in Czech because I was sounding it out, like, <laughs> yogurt. And I was looking at my list. So I spelled it with a J because in Czech, that's the sound for those who are listening and don't know. And um, I spelled it with a J and I was looking at my grocery list and I was like, wait, is that English? <laughs> wait, is that Czech? Like, what did I just write? Like, I have no idea what language I just wrote this word in. And it took me like a good solid minute to figure out that I had written it in Czech and I couldn't <laughs> remember what language it was. And I was like, this is an issue. <laughs> I don't know things but that's something that i really appreciate about the czech language is that it's phonetic yeah. it really yeah. helps people like me with dyslexia i can't tell you how many times i have to ask for help with spelling in english amy can tell you <laughs> how many times <laughs> <laughs> i think alex you also hate the english language and all our weird um i don't hate the english language no. uh, i just Spelling. Yeah, I have problems with spelling. It's because ridiculous. I, I was growing up, um, I actually was born in Moldova. So mm -hmm. the native language there is Romanian. Uh, but because it was Soviet Union back then when I was born, and it was like very few years after it just collapsed, uh, most of the people would speak Russian. But in school, we had to learn Romanian because it was a... Uh, national language and uh, like i learned it basically in the ki in kindergarten uh just just by talking with kids and uh, it was pretty easy for me but uh, the talking part not the not the, the grammar part and then when i went to school i also had to learn english 
So combining all these three languages with like all the grammar rules was really hard for me to grasp at the same time. So I guess that's where I got my problems with spelling because like I tried to kind of spell things in three different <laughs> languages and <laughs> none of them really worked, you know. <laughs> so I, I, I'm just I'm guessing that's where it comes from. Um, but I, I don't know, maybe I'm just stupid, but um, <laughs> Yeah, uh, well, I, I'm, I'm blaming just three languages. What? Uh-huh. Well, one of those languages uses Cyrillic, right? Or Romanian doesn't use Cyrillic, right? Or does? No. They, okay. They yeah. yeah. So I mean, that might that might have thrown a wrench into things as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They they all have different kind of weird things. Uh, Romanian is a bit like Czech with all the hachiks and and stuff. And yeah, they they're like. Everything is different. Uh, obviously, grammar rules are different. So yeah, it's it's weird. Uh, w- some problems we have sometimes with my wife is when we're calling back and talking to our parents is because we talk in English at work and most of the terms are actually in English. And then when you try to explain something to your parents in Russian, you just don't know the words for it. There's like they're either no not existent or you just never use them. And sometimes you just forget the like other language you're not using as much. So we are trying to replace some words with <laughs> language you remember it in. So yeah, I can I can feel your spelling issues, you know, and using different <laughs> languages. Yeah. Thanks for joining us for today's episode of Found in Prague. If you enjoyed today's show, please like, subscribe, and tell a friend. Follow us on social media at Youth Praha. Join us next time.